So let's keep swimming through the pool as we continue our journey. In this episode, Annalisa Gross will be interviewing the nominees for Program and Arrangements Committee, Rachel Bucherswank and Jacob Krauss. Welcome, Rachel Bucherswank. We're glad for this opportunity to get to know you better as you are on the ballot for Program and Arrangements Committee at this year's annual conference. We've got a couple questions for you, and where we'd like to start is, what makes you better suited for this position in 2022 than you would have been 5, 10, or 20 years ago? Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to get to... um, talk to people via this format um, and get to sort of introduce myself a little bit better. I think for me, life is all about lived experiences. And so I think that as I've gotten older, one of the things I've loved about getting older is that there are all these experiences that have shaped who I am and have shaped my life. And so as I think back, I think one of the things that has really started shaping my life in the last five years is I started the Masters of Music and Peacebuilding program at Elizabethtown College, which I think is one of the most um, under-advertised things that the Church of the Brethren is doing right now. Uh, it is just, it's a collection of just really cool people who love teaching and love music and love peace and are just striving to bring that into their classrooms. And it has really... Um, opened my eyes to the way that music is so integrated. And I already knew this, I think, as a music teacher, but it's just different. It's just a different way of looking at music and how music and um, worship are, are so integrated in the lives of every single cultural group and single um, human in so many ways. And so our class this summer was on the music of the African diaspora. And the professor just led us through just the way that so many cultural groups live and experience music in such a different way. And I think for me, it opened my eyes to what the church and what the church's musical and worship experience could be if we were willing to, and more open to looking at music from so many different cultural perspectives in authentic ways. So inviting musicians uh, of a traditional cultural group to lead worship in an authentic way, as opposed to myself as as a white female saying, we're going to bring this song. I think there's something different in being in it being led by, in like I said, in authentic, meaningful ways. And I would love to, I think that's a passion I've developed in the last five years that maybe is new because of this program. And so I think the willingness and the openness and the eyes to bring an invitation to lots of different people to do worship in authentic ways at conference is something that I might not have I might not have been as aware of maybe 10 years ago. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about what that, what that could mean for the church and for people who are part of the church. It's exciting to me. That is exciting. Thank you. That is something that the Church of the Brethren, in my experience, has tried to do, but not always known how to do very well. And there are ways that we can be disrespectful, awkward, um, and get in our own way without any ill intent. We still can do those things. So I just really appreciate your con- your careful consideration of 
why that's important and how to do that well. I was just talking to someone about that today that, you know, the, the exact same thing that I feel like the church has worked really hard to try to open those doors into of diversity in a lot of different ways. And yeah, we haven't always known how to do it well and have tripped over ourselves. So I, I certainly know that I would probably make mistakes. I'm not perfect. Uh, but I think the space is there. The space is really there to, to try some of these things in different ways um, with a lot of help <laughs> and guidance from some other, some, some people. So it excites me. Thank you. Well, here's another question. Holding a leadership position in the church is a lot of work. Program and arrangements committee is for sure a lot of work. And that's on top of your other work that you do, your school, your personal life, your family. So how do you envision taking care of yourself while juggling all of these multiple responsibilities? It's a very good question. I don't always juggle lots of responsibility well, um, but I think the great thing about being potentially being part of program and arrangements is that it's something that does renew my soul. So um, working on music and, and, and worship and collaborating is something that brings me a lot of joy and fulfillment. And so while it is draining, it is also spirit filling on the other, on the flip side. So I think that excites me, the idea of working on something that will really excite my soul and, and, and yeah, bring a lot of, again, fulfillment, I think is, is exciting. So the, it doesn't feel depletive to me. It feels more cup filling. Um, but I do think that I have, I do have a very supportive spouse who gives me the time to, or, or, you know, it's, it's supportive of the time it takes to be away, but then also on the way back saying on the flip side saying, okay, you're back now. You need that time to decompress. Um, let's find ways for you to do that. And I think that that is a special gift that, um, that I'm really thankful for. And I think I have a really good network of friends who are willing to say, hey, let's pop out for a cup of coffee or are willing to call me on my commute to work at 6 a.m. And, and talk. And even just those finding those few moments for myself um, are really helpful. And I do really like to read. So I often try to take a good, a good amount of time after the girls have gone to bed and I have some quiet time to just say, okay, I'm going to stay up and dive into whatever I happen to be reading. And I find that to be very stress relieving and just a way to, to find some peace and, and relax. So, well, thank you for sharing both those ways that you take care of yourself, but also thank you for naming that this kind of leadership work is something that is fulfilling for you, that this kind of volunteering work is something that fills you up and doesn't necessarily drain you. Um, because I think that, that, that gets it something a little deeper and a little more mysterious than simply self-care or time management, because there's something deeper, which is, is the work that we're doing something that is healthy and fulfilling for us, or are there ways that our work exhausts us? And so it's not always a quantity issue. It can really be a quality issue mm -hmm. or the right fit. Why is the work of program and arrangements committee important in the life of the church of the brethren? Okay. So 
Um, I grew up in a very musical family, so we sang a lot, especially um, as gatherings. So I remember my, you know, my mother sitting at the piano and my grandmother there, and we would all sing together. And, you know, my, my first experience in life was hymn singing, and it's still a huge passion of mine. And I feel that I could lose almost everything else in a church service, and if I don't have the, the singing, uh, is something is missing. Like my soul is not filled. And one of the things that I've learned is, over the past, over the course of my life is that that experience is true for a whole lot of people, but it looks very different to everybody. And I think what program and arrangements has the opportunity to do is offer a space to explore what the church of the brethren really is from a musical standpoint you know, what, what are the, what are the traditions represented? What is the music that is beloved? And that that music and those traditions and um, the ways that we worship can come together and be a real celebration and a place of finding belonging and safety and, and finding Jesus uh, in those spaces in a way that I don't know that they can always be filled by words or a pastor, or ice cream, or Bible study. Like it's it's just a different, those things are important, but they're, there's just a special way that we've been created to accept the word through music and that our that our bodies are prepared for that in in a way that just makes me tear up. Um, so I just, you know, and I know the way that I connected to music and I sense that there is there is that soul in everyone. And I would love to see the church be open to exploring what that is for its for its body and i think annual conference provides a space to do that on a really cool level that we don't see in our individual churches Welcome, Jacob Krauss. We're glad for this opportunity to know, get to know you better specifically as you are on the ballot for program and arrangements at this year's annual conference. Thank you, Annalisa. Yeah, it's good to be on this side of the interviews for once. It's kind of cool. Exactly. Yeah, Dunker Punk's listeners know your voice well, but they haven't heard you speak about specifically your vision or energy for program and arrangement. So this is exciting to get to meet with you in this capacity. And I will start with a question. What makes this position, program and arrangements, what makes program and arrangements important for the life of the church, for the life of the church of the brethren, or you could answer for the life of the church more broadly than even church of the brethren? Thanks. That's a great question. The first thing that comes to mind for me is that the worship services and kind of the programmatic elements to those at annual conference are always a really uh, poignant, powerful moment within the annual conference where folks from congregations, you know, from across the denomination are all swarming and gathering to one place um, and doing different activities throughout annual conference. But during the worship services, everybody's gathered together and kind of viewing the same thing um, and, and having the same experience within that hall. You know, there's a lot of great, like, energy and possibility 
um, that comes into those things and uh, those services. So like something that gets me excited and has since I was young. I mean, my, my parents um, took my siblings and I to annual conferences since I was a real uh, young child. So I've been to many, <laughs> probably uh, at least, you know, 20 in my lifetime. And uh, something that always stands out to me is, is experiencing worship that's different than something I'm used to. Uh, incorporating new elements I haven't seen before and uh, traditional elements that um, in such a grand context with you know thousands of people worshiping together changes my perspective on those whether it's you know music that's something i gravitate towards just because of uh, my background in music and my love of it or uh, the sermons and different takes on those sorts of things the visual art the stage design all that sort of stuff what makes you better suited for this position with program and arrangements in 2022 than you would have been, say, five or 10 years ago? That's also a great question. And I think it comes with experience for me uh, professionally. So I moved to Washington, D.C. in 2014. Um, Before then, I'd been going to school for music technology, which is learning audio engineering, how to mix bands and things like that. Um, and then working in a church up there doing that sort of work. And since I've been here in DC, I've worked events. Uh, so other people's non-brethren conferences, <laughs> um, running sound for them, being on the technical side. In the past five years, I've moved to working specifically for one organization, running their conference center, doing the audio and visual side of things, liaising as a client, um, with tech companies uh whenever we have our our annual meeting for instance i'll work on you know getting the work orders for for the visual stuff and quotes from different companies and all that exciting stuff um but yeah definitely in the past few years that's kind of made me grow uh professionally and i just feel like that kind of fits into exactly what this job's looking at And then also uh, one thing that I was kind of reflecting on today when I knew we were going to have this interview is that the pandemic too, working in this events industry during the pandemic. And we're not, I know we're not out of the pandemic yet, but like trying to get out of the pandemic is how people are different now post pandemic and wanting different kinds of experiences with conferences and meetings and and hybrid environments as opposed to just in person. And so that's uh, been really interesting, even just preparing for National Youth Conference. I'm, I'm the, the uh, music leader at National Youth Conference this year. So in preparations for that, things are a little bit different. Everybody's in kind of a different place and a different interest in what they're doing there. So yeah, that's definitely affected how conferences work. It really has. You've got a lot of lived experience with that on the ground. That's incredible. So holding a leadership position in the church is a lot of work on top of all of your other work in your personal life. So the question is, how do you envision taking care of yourself while juggling all these responsibilities? But given everything you've just shared, I also wonder if you might speak to what it would be like to do a lot of the same things that you do in your day job and in your church work to even expand that to work on behalf of all of us through annual conference. Yeah, that's a 
a really good point because you definitely feel it. I mean, it's inevitable that at some point you get some level of burnout and then to add like basically the same job I'm already doing on top of that uh, can be daunting, uh, like a daunting thought at times. But yeah, it is it is making sure that you have some kind of balance in your life. And I think scheduling time specific to work on, like at least in the beforehand, to work on, you know, the extra stuff, the church uh, tech stuff is important for me um, so that I've got like dedicated space for it in my thoughts. But yeah, uh, taking care of yourself. I'm kind of an introvert, so <laughs> I like to uh, also dedicate time for just like uh, watching movies. They just built an Alamo draft house near my near where I live, so I can go see movies sometimes and hang out with friends. And uh, I have a lot of hobbies as well that I just have to turn off to be able to work on. So, but yeah, that is a really good point and something that like I like even this year uh, with prepping for National Youth Conference, I've just had to like wrestle with and find my own balance. Thank you. Final question. And it's a two-parter. What is your vision for the Church of the Brethren? And how do you long for us to become more aligned with the teachings of Jesus? Okay, so this is the answer that I gave um, for my vision for them to, to post to the annual conference ballot. And it's to help the church see itself, effectively commune, and blossom through all aspects of the annual conference. So I guess I'll expand on that <laughs> to help the church see itself. I think maybe maybe this is me and my bubble, but I think I feel like um, this is a great time in our society here, in, especially here in America, and also within the church, to be kind of reflecting and self-evaluating. I feel like we've all kind of been isolated for a while and stewing in our own our own bubbles with our own own thoughts about the world and about theology and different things like that. Um, the Church of the Brethren has always had people with uh, you know kind of varying beliefs trying to come together. I mean, that's the purpose of annual conference is to decide who we are as brethren. So I feel like doing a lot of group intentional reflection seems like a good purpose of annual conference this year. And I feel like program and arrangement, it, some of the yeah, programming would definitely help with that. Um, effectively commune, I think um, annual conference generally does a pretty good job of that. Um, but I just love to see that exponentially uh, in the next few years, people coming together from different backgrounds and communing together uh, and relating to one another. Um, and then blossom through all aspects of the annual conference. There's, like I was saying before, where uh, worship is kind of where everyone comes together during, throughout the rest of the conference with workshops and uh, things like business and activities and you know side meetings and all that stuff. Just be great to see all those things be successful in the next few years. And so that I don't know, all those things are kind of exciting to me and different elements that I feel like would really be a benefit to the the denomination. And as you said, these are things that are important to us. That's why we have annual conference, but in the ways that the church is changing under stress, growing, redefining itself. You're right. These are all the more important for us to be doing as well as we can. And I don't know if it's just my personality or perspective, but also you don't just want to like charge forward and, and and kind of blunder into something like it is important to 
at, at pivotal moments to especially to like truly be in open communication with each other and reflective of, of our denominational existentialism existence. Thank you, Jacob. I got the privilege of interviewing both you and Rachel Boothwink, the other candidate for this position. And I am delighted to say that you are both so qualified, such fantastic people who will do so well in this work. And I'm also delighted to say that I'm not a delegate because I would not know who to vote for. I think you're both going to bring so much to program and arrangements, and I wish you could both do it. I think that's the downside of our system is that there's all this pressure to get great candidates nominated. And then what are we left with? Literally half the people who have said yes to this final call of being on the ballot, literally half of them will end up being told no. And in a sense, it's really 75% because standing committee has twice as many names that they wrestle with just a standing committee. So that's a problem in the system. We'll try to fix that someday. I don't know how, but the point is that I'm really grateful to be in the church as much stress and confusion as we have in the church right now. I'm grateful that so many gifted, skilled, brilliant leaders continue to say yes to serving the church. So thank you for saying yes. And also thank you for this interview today. Thanks so much, Annalisa. Yeah, I can't add anything more to that. I feel the same way. <laughs> it's really exciting. And uh, yeah, I've never uh, thought about that uh, from this side of things. But yeah, there's just so many people uh, who are willing to serve. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm.